You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We are Canada's number one tech show all the way from Vancouver to Toronto. And uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. We have a great program today. Later on, we'll be talking a little bit more about Windows 11. There's hundreds of millions of Windows users out there still. Many running Windows 10, even Windows 7. Well, Windows 11 has uh, just come out uh, in the fall here. Uh, recently, we did a, a story up on our website and a video on how you can upgrade older machines to Windows 11, and we've had some good success with it. We're going to do a follow-up to see if there's an easier way to do that now as well. And we're going to be talking uh, EVs. Rivian, car company that no one had heard about before, one of the biggest IPOs in history, is worth $100 billion, and I don't even think they've made 100 of their trucks yet. Yeah, bigger than GM and Ford. Isn't that amazing? It is. So we're going to be talking with Ted Crisonos, one of our Toronto contributors, about where we're all headed with that. Can these companies even make enough cars for the demand? They can't. They can't right now. I guess I answered my own question. <laughs> but we're, we're going to dive into that and see what are their challenges and what are like Ford and GMs and all these other legacy car makers? What are they up against? It's going to be interesting. And... Always, John, Cyber Monday deals. Yes. There are some fantastic deals on tech right now. And if you want tech anytime soon, or if you're looking for tech for holiday gifts, you got to get it now because the supply chain and the chip shortage has created all kinds of supply constraints in the tech world. It's going to be a hard time for you to find many of the things you want. It's kind of funny because some of these deals, they don't even have to do because they could easily sell out. Oh, totally, right? Yeah. I don't even know why they do it. Yeah. Like Apple, they've got a whole bunch of deals. We'll be talking about them. I don't I don't know why they're even doing it because they can't even make enough. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's get into some of the, the tech news, John. This is an interesting story. We've talked a lot about EVs now, electric vehicles. There's a lot of great rebates depending what province you're in. Unfortunately, nothing much in Ontario. <laughs> Uh, but BC and Quebec have been leaders there. There is a federal rebate uh, available for certain electric vehicles. I think they have to be under $55,000, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And Tesla is one of the most popular ones. They had their Model 3, and it just kind of, one of their models just kind of squeaked under. I got it. Yeah, it was $10 under the threshold. Yeah, so now Tesla's new price changes, they're out of the game. They don't get the, the rebates anymore. Yeah, because with their um, freight and other fees, they jumped in price $3,600, putting them out of that magical zone. That's too bad. Yeah. It's it's a good car, but they're obviously doing well enough that they don't need it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's not uncommon during my commute home to see a caravan of Teslas in front of me. Yeah, I mean, they've done very well here in Canada because of the rebates. So I'm fascinated to see how they do over the next year. But maybe it's not a problem. I don't think they can make enough right now. That's the problem for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What was that other rebate you got, the Scrap It program? Yeah, so that's something that it's not a government-funded rebate. It's a private, privately funded group that is basically just encouraging people to get those gas guzzlers off the road like the old ones yeah yeah although some of the rules are a little strange yeah like you have to have had driven it and had it insured very recently i think for six months six months yeah yeah um but i was able you know my car was 11 years old when i traded it in 
or when I scrapped it. And the best I could get from the dealership was about $2,000. Get a Kia Soul. Yeah. I love that car. No, I did it, too. It seemed to be yeah. in good shape. Yeah, but everything was starting to fall apart. Yeah. It would have cost So 11 me. years. That's not bad. Yeah, and it had like 250,000 kilometers too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, but, you know, the dealer was going to give me $2,000 when I'm buying a $45,000 car. Yeah. But the Scrap It program gave me six grand cash. That is amazing. Yeah. But the problem is there's not a lot of them out there. Like some people think, oh, I can get a Scrap It rebate. But no, you have to find a dealership that has that available. Yeah. And you can't just take any old beater. It has, like I said, it has to have been on the road and still runs. And they literally just scrap it. Like they literally crush it. Yeah. I took it to the crusher myself. So, I mean, look it up, the scrap it program. You can Google it. Yeah. Uh, there are some criteria definitely on what type of cars they'll accept. And then the, the tricky part, and it's a tricky part, you have to find a dealership that still has that available because they're kind of doled out to the different dealerships. Yeah. Although I did find that their website showed like you could only buy like a certain uh, electric vehicle from a certain dealership. Yes. That wasn't actually the case. The dealership had a certificate for the scrap it program. Yeah. They could apply it to any model of EV that they but had. But they only get so many. It is definitely limited. Yeah. And I don't know if other provinces have something similar. We'll have to check that out. We're talking tech news here on Get, get Connected. Uh, Tile. We've talked about Tile before. Heavy competition now that Apple with their air tags have gotten to the space. Tile are these little tracking devices. They're about the size of a postage stamp. They've got also round ones as well that are about the size of a quarter or a loonie. You can attach them to your keys and whatever else you don't want to lose. And through your smartphone, you're able to define them, which is kind of a cool thing. Apple's gotten to the game and that is heavy competition when Apple gets into a category. It's interesting though, because in the recent uh, um, update from Tile, their revenues are actually up. You know why? Because Apple probably brought more recognition to the category. Right. Yeah. And not everyone has an Apple device. No. And Tile works with the other devices. Well, that's the, that's the great thing, right? Yeah. They're universal. Yeah. They'll work with an iPhone. They'll work with an Android phone. Well, someone like them, they got acquired for $205 million. That seems like not a lot. Well, yeah, when... Later on, we'll be talking about Rivian, the car company that's worth a billion dollars now. A hundred billion. Oh, yeah. Sorry, a hundred billion. Yeah. And then Tiles, yeah. Chump change. (laughs) It's couch change in the Rivian. Yeah. The Rivian factory. Underneath my seat in my Rivian. (laughs) Totally. Totally. But anyway, it's interesting. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a useful product. We've had them for years. And, you know, we love the AirTags as well. So these are all great devices. Okay, you are listening to Get Connected. We have so much more to talk about in today's program. We will be talking about Windows 11. Have you upgraded yet? Well, we'll tell you why or why you shouldn't upgrade. And we'll also be talking about electric cars, including Rivian, worth $100 billion, and what that means to the legacy car makers like Ford and GM. But coming up right after this break, it's Cyber Monday deals. There's a lot of great tech deals out there right now. And now is the time to look at them if you've been thinking about anything techy over the next couple months. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Cyber Monday is coming up upon us. A lot of tech deals out there. Probably the same tech deals as they were for Black Friday. Yeah, a lot of these... Uh, Which have been for the past week or two anyway. Well, they're calling it Black Month, not Black Friday, <laughs> right? Like, 
throw in some floods, throw yeah. in some other yeah. natural disasters. Um, and deal God is tech. smiting all of us. <laughs> Get some tech deals now. So let's just talk about some of the deals we haven't talked about uh, so far. So Apple, a lot of people are into Apple stuff, John, uh, yes. as you and I are. So what, what are some of the things that you've got your eye on? So Apple typically does gift cards. They don't discount. They don't discount, but they give you a pretty decent gift card on a pretty big range of products. Yeah. I'm a little bitter though because I just bought a MacBook and MacBook Pros are not included in this discount. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah, but, because they're so hard to get. Well, there's that. So if you buy an iPhone 12, 12 mini or SE, you can get a $70 gift card. Okay. And this is, um, well, it's part of Black Friday, but it also extends into Cyber Monday. Yep. And if you get AirPods, second or third generation or AirPods Pro or even the Max, you can get up to a $105 gift card. Ah, that's pretty good. Well, Depends on which model. Yeah, uh, I bet the AirPod Max, which are like eight hundred bucks. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the hundred dollar gift card. Uh, if you get an Apple Watch SE or Series Three, you get a seventy dollar gift card, which not bad. That's pretty good. That's actually. pretty good. Yeah. Um, iPads. You get an iPad Pro eleven inch or a twelve point nine. You get a hundred and forty dollars off. Okay. Which is pretty good. A gift card. Gift card. Yes. Well, and so it's a gift card, but I've done this in the past. If you get the right sales associate, they'll just apply it off the top. Oh. You just have to ask. Okay. So, like, just pressure them. Yeah. Is that just in an Apple store? That's just in an Apple store. Okay. So, that's a little tip out there to the listeners. Yeah. Uh, If you buy a Mac. So, this is a MacBook Air. So, that's the M1 Air. The MacBook Pro 13-inch. Mac Mini. Or the iMac 27-inch. You get a $140 Apple gift card. And a $280 gift card with a 27-inch iMac. It's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that. Apple stuff never goes on sale per, no. per se, right? So, so Black Friday is always a good time to, yeah. if you're in the market. But if you want an Apple TV, 4K, <gasps> oh, $70 gift card. I'm just looking on the screen here. 70 bucks. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, John, I, uh, I mean, we're all using smart TVs, right? Because we're all watching Netflix and what have you. I've got Roku TVs and Roku sticks. And they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But the Apple TV interface, it's... It's sweet, it's powerful, and when I say powerful, it's just fast. Yeah, I mean, I, they didn't cheap out on the processor in no. the Apple TV. It's And again, I love Roku, don't get me wrong. It is yeah. super cool, but it is night and day difference as far as the speed and the things you can do with an Apple TV yeah. compared to a Roku, even an old Apple TV. I mean, one of the selling points of Roku is that even on older devices in an older Roku stick. Yeah. It still just works. Totally. But you're right. One of my favorite features of the Apple TV, and it's it's a stupid feature. I mean, I love it, but other people are like, well, that's weird. They have really amazing screensavers. Oh my God. So, yeah. So when your TV's in idle mode, they have these fantastic like drone shots over like I, Abu Dhabi or something like that. And it, it, you know what's funny, John? I, I have my parents over a lot for dinner and after dinner, I've got a big projection screen like you can see from the kitchen into the family room. And so we watch some, you know, like Bob Newhart or like some great movies and shows. But you know what my mom loves the most is the screensavers. <laughs> like she's just in awe. Like when it's flying over London or Hong Kong, she's like, oh my God, that is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, 70 bucks off. That's pretty huge. Yeah. They even have discounts and gift cards or sorry, not discounts, gift cards for accessories. And this is something that I've always sort of complained about. Things like the um, Apple Pencil, the Smart Keyboard Folio, the MagSafe Duo Charger, 
the AirTag 4-pack, and the Magic Keyboard, you get up to $70 gift card. So I think the message here is if you're even thinking about getting anything Apple, now, now is the time. Yes. Especially with the chip shortage and supply chain constraints. I'm telling you, get your stuff now because a few weeks from now, there's not going to be a lot. No. No. Okay, John, I'm going to get into some other stuff here. Okay. Uh, you know you know me. I love my Ring stuff. Me too. So Ring, Amazon company, they make the video doorbells. They make security cams and lights for around your house. They have a security system too. Yeah. I mean, they got everything. They're kind of, they have a drone coming out too. I know. An indoor wait. drone. Can't <laughs> security wait. drone. Okay. So if you want a Ring floodlight, and I have, I have one of these over my garage looking out to the driveway. This is like 65 bucks off. If you want the alarm security kit, 105 bucks off. The Ring Video Doorbell Wired, it's down to $55. It's $24 off. That's like the cheapest doorbell I think there is, isn't there? Yeah, and, and it's so, I mean, you know what I love about Ring is it just works because you and I, we test this stuff out all the time. Yeah. And what do you say the success rate of a lot of this tech stuff is? Like, to be actually usable on a daily basis. To be usable on a daily basis, but even just the setup process. Oh, yeah. Right? Because we've had stuff that we actually couldn't even review because we couldn't even set it up. No. Because it was so clunky. Yeah. And we're smart. Yeah. We're techie. Yeah. And we couldn't set it up. So the Ring stuff I love because it just freaking works. It just is so easy to set up compared to any of these other things that we've tried before. Yeah. So a, a Ring video doorbell is, again, it's wired, but I mean, most people's doorbells are wired. Yeah. You just put the door, the video doorbell where your current doorbell is. Yeah. Unplug it. Obviously turn the power off. <laughs> I didn't, but no, you're and you're alive still. But anyway, so I mean, that's a great price, fifty five ninety nine. Yeah, God, that's that's awesome. Ironically, I just got a FedEx notification that someone was just at my door. So they have their latest latest video doorbell as well. It's twenty five bucks off for one hundred and four dollars. So when you go in, like go to a Home Depot or something and check them out. The Home Depot people are pretty good there. They can yeah. tell you the differences between the two. Um, spotlight cams and stick up cams. You know, they're anywhere from thirty two dollars to. Uh, 70 bucks off for stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. And they've got a ring indoor cam. It's 20 bucks off for 59.99. Can't beat that. Nope. Okay, so John, another tech thing that I love right now, my Roombas. You love your Roombas. I've got 3 in my house. Well, you have 3 little dogs in your house right now. Well, one big dog. And I've said this dozens of times before on the show. Every time they vacuum the hair, like you cannot believe the amount of hair that these vacuums suck up from these crazy little dogs. I could make a whole new dog. You could. You I should. Could. I should. But anyway, like, you know my house, right? I've got upstairs. I've got downstairs, which is two levels. And, you know, thankfully I'm techie. I get these things in so I can have three of them, <laughs> I, you know. But I love it, right? Because you can set them on schedules. I can use my voice, using my voice assistant just to say, hey, vacuum the kitchen. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And so they're on sale right now as well. So they've got a bundle. They've got their J7 Plus Brava Jet, M6, and a handheld bundle, which is typically 2000 bucks. So these are three items and $330 off. If you want the Roomba J7 Plus and just the, the mop, which is, they call it the Brava Jet, that's $165 off. So they've got their vacuums and they also have those Brava Jet mops. The mop is amazing. So you fill that up with the cleaning solution and they've got special cleaning pads. You can get uh, washable ones or you can get one-time use ones. 
it's really cool because the dogs right now, especially in the wintertime, going outside, and I, I do my best to wipe their paws off when they come in, but... Yeah, I swear every time I'm at your house, Murph has left a little puddle somewhere. <laughs> sometimes she does it on me. Sometimes it's on the floor. So the, the new, the, so you know the new vacuum they have, the J7 Plus? Yeah. It's got poop detection. <laughs> okay, I know. I, we laugh every time, but it's important. It you don't want your robot vacuum or any vacuum going over poop. Does it have like a bulldozer attachment for the front? No, it, it just, it's, it's smart. It's got sensors and cameras in it that can detect poop. So That's, it'll, it'll go we've reached it. the pinnacle of technology, John. Poop detection. I wanted a little bulldozer that scoops it up and flips it into the back. <laughs> okay, maybe we're not there yet. Okay, that's my pinnacle. That's your pinnacle. Yep. And so if it, does, if it does hit poop and vacuums it up, their guarantee basically says that they'll send you a new vacuum. That's how good the detection, the poop detection is. How do you have to prove that? With photo evidence? I, I think, yeah. They'll t- <laughs> Little skid marks along, along your kitchen floor. I think they'll take your word for it. That's how confident they are. Well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, if you've ever been in the market for a robot vacuum, and I'm telling you, they're that good now. Yeah. Honestly, it, if you've got pets especially, or kids, because <laughs> they're dirty little monkeys, this these things are amazing now. The, the iRobot guys with their Roombas, the technology is amazing. And... And especially with the ones, you know, the J7 Plus, they've got the uh, dirt disposal system. So when it's finished vacuuming, it goes back to its base and there's like this canister there. It just sucks all the dirt out of it. It's just like a big garbage container. And so it actually has a bag in there, like the old fashioned bags from the old fashioned vacuums. And that's replaceable, but it's cool. So now you don't have to dump out a little basket from your robot vacuum anymore. It just goes into a bag. Right. And they're hundreds of dollars off. So now is the time. Okay, we're going to have to take a break, but we've got a lot more coming up. So we're going to be talking about EVs. You've probably all heard the news. Rivian, kind of the latest big electric vehicle company coming on the market. They haven't even really got any trucks out there yet, and they're worth more than every other car company out there. Yeah. Trillion dollar valuation. Sorry, $100 billion valuation. Tesla's the only other big guy in that space. So we're going to talk about that and some of the other innovations happening right now. Electric boats. Electric boats. And Windows 11, we did this great video on how to upgrade older machines with Windows 11. We're going to get Steven back in just to talk about how things have been going on some of his machines. You're going to talk about your machine. I've upgraded as well. And Steven actually found an even easier way to do the upgrade now. Okay, so we're going to find out about that. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with the program, Mike and John here. We're going to talk Windows 11. Recently, uh, we have installed it on a bunch of our machines, John. And one of the things with Windows 11 is that it's only supposed to really work on newer machines. Yes. That have a special chip inside them. Yes. But our Get Connected contributor, Stephen Fung, found a way to make it work on almost any machine. So we've done a video and an article about that. You can go to our website. Uh, it's a great video, very insightful. We've got Stephen with us just to get an update on how things are going with that. Thanks for joining us again, Stephen. Thanks for having me, guys. So I've installed it on an older machine using the Stephen Fung way, and it works like a charm. Works like a hot damn. I, I went one better. I had Stephen do it for me on my laptop. <laughs> And I got to say, because I've was i been using the laptop now for about two weeks. And how is it, speed-wise? It's like a brand new laptop. Really? 
Like, I can't believe how peppy it is compared yeah. to what I was getting before with a, basically a stock install. Yeah. I was just surfing the web and using small little apps to do different things. It works great. And Stephen, how about you? Have you uh, had any updates? Windows updates are good because yeah. uh, one of the things that when you do a workaround, sometimes Microsoft might disable certain things like the Windows updates. In this case, I've been receiving updates on uh, on, on a constant basis. The operating system seems to get better over, over the last few weeks as it's been launching over, since October 5th. Uh, and like John, it's been getting faster. It's actually a great experience. Even on my Surface Pro, which is the first Microsoft device to come with Windows 8, then 10, and now an officially 11. It's a seven-year-old laptop. It is a seven-year-old laptop. It runs a little bit hotter because I think this operating system really pushes it to the limit. Yeah. Uh, so I've been very happy with it. It's like a brand new machine like John has experienced. I'm having a great experience with my old hardware as well. It, it, I'm just still surprised that Microsoft was able to come up with something that truly is a better experience for even an older machine. It is a better experience. And in fact, uh, since we've made that video, we found out that a number of our community members have found another way to install the operating system. That's just to simply erase and um, just completely delete that file that we had to edit the first time. Now, I leave it in there because I'm afraid that Microsoft may find out, oops, this file's missing. I'm just going to uh, slam dunk on your install. But apparently, you can just uh, completely delete that file and it will install. No problem. No problem at all, um, yeah. based on the testimonials uh, from a number of our community members. So it's even easier. I smell a new video. <laughs> at least a TikTok. An, or a TikTok <laughs> video. But uh, overall, I guess uh, what we're saying is the experience is good with Windows 11. So, Whether it's a new machine or an old machine, surprisingly good on an older machine. Yeah, mm -hmm. which we you know we've talked about a number of times in the program. We thought you'd only get Windows Eleven on a new machine, and Windows is still Microsoft is still pushing Windows Ten. Yeah. for older machines, mm -hmm. but if you get the chance, I highly recommend installing Windows Eleven even on an older machine, because like Stephen discovered, it only installs what that machine actually needs. With if you follow his method in the video. So it's a much lighter, nimbler operating system than what you would get out of the box. Just so I'm clear on this as well, Steve, it's a free upgrade. It is an absolutely free upgrade from Microsoft. I mean, they'll make any For money Windows 10, what about if they, someone has something older? Uh, we found out recently that if you've gone the, the, the route going from 7 or 8 to 10, register that key and then go to 11, you're fine. Okay. So just make sure you have a registered Windows operating system along the path. It's just a lot easier to go from 10 to 11, mainly because they enforce a sign-on. Once you sign on, it registers the key in your account, easy upgrade. That's one thing that I did have to do is I had only used a local account. I didn't use a Microsoft account for my laptop. Yeah. So when we did the reinstall, we did create a new online account with Microsoft and that made the whole process but it worked simple yeah it worked uh if you still want to retain a local account uh what i've been told is that you can upgrade from 10 to 11 but you would have to have a, an existing installation on that drive before you can make that leap right anyway if you want more information check our website out getconnectedmedia.com it's a great article up there with a video that'll help you through all the different steps thanks for coming on steven thank you guys when we come back more tech to talk stay tuned you're back with the show. Mike and John here. You are listening to Get Connected, Canada's number one tech show. We've been doing this for a number of years now, and uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. going to talk uh, about some electric cars now. 
becoming more and more in uh, the news. I think we've all heard of uh, the Teslas and the other electric vehicles out there. You've got a Kia, there's the Chevy Bolts. Another big player coming onto the market would be Rivian. They went public with an IPO. One of the biggest IPOs ever. Valued at $100 billion, and they haven't really even made any cars or, sorry, trucks yet. Yes. On the line, we've got our good friend, Ted Kritzonis. He is uh, one of our Get Connected contributors out of Toronto. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Ted, you are a big uh, car guy. You cover tech in cars. What do you think of the whole $100 billion valuation for Rivian? Is it? I never, well, I didn't know that a truck could be worth a billion dollars, but that seems to be, I mean, when you look at the numbers, that's kind of what it looks like, right? Because it's a $100 billion valuation and they've sold, what, 100 trucks so far? If, yes, if I think, if they're lucky. Yeah. yeah. It's roughly that number. So it, it's, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's a sign of the times we're in where valuations and investment is huge in companies that have never drawn a dime in profit, uh, or it, it's the, pers- the prospect that they will. I mean, Uber's still hemorrhaging cash. So I don't know. Uh, I, think, I, I think it's that Rivian promises a lot, and there's a lot of potential there. But until we see you know, this more in practice, I think if, for it to come out more with different types of vehicles and I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical until I see a little bit more from this. Are, are we looking at another industry disruption where a bunch of new players will come in and basically wipe out the incumbents? You know, we've seen this in retail with cameras, with phones. I mean, so many different types of industries. We're familiar with uh, the Fords and GMs. I don't, I, got, I, I don't think so, personally. I think the established guys will still be around because they don't have to scale the same way that the newcomers do. So Rivian has to manufacture their vehicles. GM and Ford already have the plants to do so. They just have to modify them yeah. to manufacture the newer vehicles, right? I agree with you, though, that they took too long to, to, to embrace EVs. Uh, and they finally did it. You know, now they've always blamed battery technology is the main is like the main reason why uh, they took too long. They don't say it openly, but that's pretty much what they mean. And now that they're embracing it, they're all in. I mean, GM is like GM said there's going to be twenty different EVs by twenty twenty three, so we're pretty close to that. Um, and I don't know if they're going to hit the twenty now with COVID. I don't know that they're going to hit that number, but. Clearly, the established brands want to get in. I mean, so it was Hyundai that in, they debuted a concept, uh, a, a concept EV as well, which looks the, su- surprisingly a lot like the Rivian truck, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. even yeah. the same shade of green, which is my favorite. But yeah, yeah. not that I noticed. I, I, I thought so too. I thought it was. I thought it was a little too close to yeah. the Rivian, but um, but I guess I don't know. Everybody's thinking a similar design, perhaps. But, Sorry, sorry. Um, I think it's really interesting, though, what Rivian's bringing to the table. I've seen some really interesting videos of some of the the sort of, I guess, different thinking that they have about what a truck could be for somebody and how they've sort of built the truck to address some of the shortcomings of current trucks, you know? Like, you know what? Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, one of my favorite things that they've shown is just behind the, the cab. And before the bed, there's this like big dead space where typically it would be like where your gas tank would be if you had a truck. They've turned this into this like cargo tunnel 
And I've seen some really ingenious uses for this tunnel. You got skis and snowboards, you slide them in this little tunnel and it's completely safe and secure. But they've even had this little pull-out thing that you can put in there. It's a kitchen, a sink, and everything you would need to do like a little barbecue on on the go. Like just really interesting things that would really captivate a potential truck buyer saying, hey, this truck can do all that and it's electric. Sign me up. Absolutely. And I, I agree with you. Ideas like that are what the industry needs. So from, from Mike's point about the company being disruptive, it is, no question, just like Tesla has been. And it should continue to be disruptive. Like I, I'd like to see Rivian flourish, ultimately, because I think it moves the industry forward. Yeah. But I still think the established guys will still be around. I don't think they're, they're going to be killed because of Rivian or, or, or Tesla's success. Well, you brought um, up a good point, Ted, scale. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, cool. Rivian, you can put a kitchen in the back behind the cab, but that's pretty simple to copy, right? Like Ford and GM could go, yeah, that's a great idea. That's in the new Ford F-150 2023. Where Rivian has a problem, and Tesla's had this issue as well, is scaling up. They just can't make enough cars or trucks because they just don't have the factories and the know-how to scale to, to millions of cars that like a Ford or GM or, or whoever has. Yeah, and there's an expectation, I think, both on price, because obviously the price has to be right for people to really embrace something. So price infrastructure, right? Where can I charge? How easy is it going to be for me to charge? All those things are going to be factors as to whether or not people buy EVs. As soon as the price and infrastructure side gets settled to a point that's acceptable to the, to the wider public, then we're going to start to see sales really move. In the meantime, though, we should also note that as these companies are developing EVs, they're also developing autonomous driving technology. And there are expectations when it comes to that, too. We all saw what Tesla's done, where they or, removed or not done. radar. Or, or not, not done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they removed radar from, from a couple of their models. So uh, they feel like cameras might be the way to go. I think that they're probably going to go back to radar again. They just need better technology, and they're not going to be able to get it in-house. They're probably going to have to go with somebody else uh, who can do it better than they can. So that's the other thing is can these can companies like Rivian and Tesla be self-contained or self-sufficient where they're developing these technologies on their own? I don't believe so. What about the China factor, Ted? And what respect? Well, they they are heavy into making EVs as well. There's brands over there we've never even heard of that are right. actually beating out Tesla, for example, yeah. in China. Yeah. Can they yeah. can they come from behind and become dominant in this field i mean you, you never say never when when things are this wild right because they kind of are when you when you look at the ev space it, it, it does seem like it's it's wild right like we're following it and we can't always catch up with everything that's going on well so there, imagine- there's there's so many different advancements for how to deal with batteries you know yeah. we've seen you know battery swap systems we've seen uh parking spots that have basically chi chargers built into them we've seen like wireless charging yeah yeah um even the highways themselves can be set up to basically charge your car as you drive so all this stuff is moving really fast and it's going to take somebody to solve this problem but the interesting point you brought up mike was the infrastructure side ford and gm didn't have to build gas stations no but these guys have to build charging stations yeah so or at least support that infrastructure so that they have a place for their giant trucks to be charged that are going to fit you know in the landscape that's out there you're not going to be able to take your giant suv with a 
with a boat behind it up to your local community center charging spot. No, but it's interesting, the charging aspect of it, like uh, from what I've read and it's interesting. Tesla apparently is doing a billion dollars in charging revenue a year. They've literally got thousands of chargers throughout the world. Yeah. And of course, they're only working with their Tesla cars. They're talking about opening it up. The finance guys are excited about that. I'm not because I have a Tesla and I don't want anyone else using my chargers. Yeah, thanks. Sorry, buddy. Um, and they say it could be like a $26 billion opportunity for Tesla if they open it up to other vehicles. So there is money in charging. Oh, absolutely. Oh, big money in charging, yeah. especially since it still has so much to grow. Yeah. So naturally, yeah, I mean, if they open it up, well, and there's gonna, they may have to open that up anyway, because the more people get EVs, they're going to want access to chargers. And if there aren't enough chargers for the amount of vehicles that are out there, there's going to be a major problem. So there'll be pressure on, on, on companies not to be proprietary in yeah. that regard. Yeah. So, but, you know, to your point, I mean, th- that just illustrates the lack of standardization that we're still dealing with when it comes to EVs as well. The chargers are the same, but you can't go to just any charging station that you want. If you have a Tesla, you go to one of those. And in other cases, you may have to go to a different one. So it, it th- there needs to be a, a standardization that we take for granted the way we do with combustion vehicles. And, and we're not there yet with EVs, but well, we do need to get there. We kind of saw it to a degree in Europe, though, where we have all these little parking meters that had basically an outlet for your charger. So you yeah, bring your own charge cool. cable, and that's I thought that was brilliant. We only got a little bit left, Ted, but I wanted to mention GM just backed an electric boat startup in a $150 million deal, which Wasn't I thought cool? I thought that's really awesome. I had never yeah. even thought about electric boats until now. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Mary Barra, uh, GM CEO, I guess alluded to that a little bit when she mentioned waterproofing. Uh, she didn't mention boats at the time, but she mentioned waterproofing. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess people thought like me, okay, maybe she's referring to vehicles, but I guess boats uh, were part of that rollout as well. So um, any, I mean, buses, any vehicle you can think of that can be electrified, I would not be shocked if companies like GM get in on that. Ted, we're going to have to call it a day here. I mean, there's so much more to talk about, uh, but we'll have to carry on that discussion on another show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Just a little bit of time left in the program. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Lots of great videos, how-tos, and uh, blog articles as well. Have you seen the news about that new Starbucks store down in Seattle? Or no, sorry, in New York. It's in New York, yeah. Yeah, they're partnering with Amazon. This is a really interesting idea. So... Amazon has these go stores where you walk in, you scan your handprint or you tap your phone or whatever. So it knows your Amazon account. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to have some sort of account with a credit card attached to it or debit card. But you walk into the store and you grab whatever you want off the shelf and you just leave. Yeah. Now you can do that at Starbucks. Yeah. So they've got these special cafes now where they've got the, uh, the baristas, the cafe where you can get your drinks and, this new system doesn't work with that. You still have to pay those guys. But they've got the sandwiches. They've got all the little sous vide bites and breakfast sandwiches. and The souvenir mugs. Yeah. And, and so much more. And so that part, you basically scan yourself in with your Amazon account or I don't know if they're going to have the handprints or not. No, they're, they're having the palm prints. Okay. Yeah. So there's a special camera system in that side that basically can see everything that you're grabbing 
and I've tried this before because I've got one of these gold stores in Seattle. I tried to trick it like I'm sticking stuff in my jacket. I look like the worst shoplifter ever, <laughs> but John, it caught everything. I bet. Yeah. yeah. It, and I was, I was trying to be sneaky, but it got everything. So they've got the same type of technology partnering with Amazon into their Starbucks cafes. Wonder it's, how long till we'll see that in Canada. Well, I hope soon. I like, I like the idea. Yeah. But it's just another road to automation. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's the world, the way the world's going. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, the app show. It's on every Sunday across the chorus radio network and Saturday nights in Toronto on this week's app show. We'll uh, be talking about the delivery services like Uber and, and some of the other ones that are out there. Are they long for this earth? Well, tune in to find out Mike and John signing off. We'll see you again next time.